Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And I'm Trevor Hankins. And that, welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we're doing another comics that we like, and we're taking a look at My Hero Academia. That's right. So this is a, a manga from Japan. Yes. Uh, so how did you guys get interested in it? Okay, when we were subscribed to Weekly Shonen Jump, mm-hmm. and... In the switch from a physical to digital magazine, they were able to uh, more easily introduce stuff over here. Mm-hmm. And one of them was uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, when they started serializing it over here, it was already in the middle of the uh, sports festival arc. Uh, and the previous stuff was covered in the first five volumes. So we still liked enough of what we saw in the sports festival arc that we kept reading the serialized version. But as the first five uh, Tonkoban volumes came out over here, we uh, bought those. Okay. So tell people what is My Hero Academia about? Okay. My Hero Academia is takes place in a world where most of the population has a quirk or some kind of superhuman ability. And uh, Izuku Midoriya was one of those people who was born quirkless, mm. meaning he's uh, he has no powers. Normal. Yeah. So, but he was still he's one of his dream was still to become a hero, and he showed off his heroic determination in front of the number one hero All Might, and so All Might, uh, who was already. Uh, whose power was already fading, decided to pass his quirk on to Midoriya and train him as his successor. Okay. So what about the story attracted you guys to it? I think uh, it had to do with how well the ensemble cast was balanced, how well the characters were written, and how well the story was paced. Uh and the uh, influence from American comic books also made it feel fresh okay. compared to other shonen series on the market. So are there a lot of superhero mangas out there? Uh, well, there are others. Yeah, there are at least uh, plenty involving uh, superhuman abilities. Uh, One Punch Man also directly involves heroes but it's also kind of a parody of the genre <laughs> yeah, or one a punch really well written parody of the genre yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun yes yeah but that's for another time <laughs> <laughs> so so trevor what, what attracted you to it um you can't say the same thing paul said so go ahead <laughs> Well, in addition to the storytelling, there was also the quality of the artwork. And, uh, well, so hell does that, uh, we were fans of, uh, Horikoshi's previous manga, Barrage, which only ran for two volumes. Right. Yeah. Uh, it went. And that's uh, something they also were able to bring over here more easily because of the switch to the digital distribution of the magazine. And it, it kind of sucked to us that it did end because uh, we got into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's uh, 
cool that Horikoshi was able to find success with his follow-up series. So, just to get some terms down for yes. people. Manga is equal to comic book, like we think of. Yeah. Now, when you say chapter, is that like an issue? Yeah. Is And how many pages is a chapter? Does it depend on the mangaka? It depends and, on the genre, actually. Okay. And also yeah. the uh, style of distribution. And also the target demo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's an average chapter, then? Well, for a typical shonen manga that's released weekly, it would be uh, twenty over 20 pages. Wow. Uh, typically, a pilot chapter is at least 30 pages because you're trying to you're given more space to set up the world. Wow. And you're trying to introduce uh, people to the core concept of it. Uh, if it's a gag manga or basically just it's supposed to be uh funny uh -huh. then it's maybe around 15 pages in fact uh dragon ball chap dragon ball chapters uh, are all short because it originally started off as a parody of journey to the west okay so when it switched to the z uh story that everyone is familiar that people are more familiar with it still kept the 15 pages because the, of how it started right uh if grandfathered in yeah if it's a monthly series, then page then it'll be at least thirty pages wow. a month. So a month. Yeah. So are are mangas there weekly or monthly, or does that depend on the genre? It depends on the magazine. Okay. Uh, Shonen Weekly Shonen Jump, as per the name, has a weekly distribution. Magazines like uh, Ultra Jump have a. Uh, of course, those magazines are from the same company, but mm -hmm. Ultra Jump is monthly. Huh. Wow, so they're they're cranking out twenty pages a week sometimes. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And they work and they work three weeks in advance. Wow, and is that fifty two weeks a year? Or do they get any time off? Or? Uh, there are weeks where they take off. Uh, typically, uh, national holidays like Golden Week. Uh huh. What so is Golden Week? Do you know? I'm not a hundred percent sure okay. exactly, but I know it's a national holiday. Okay. So with the U.S. Weekly Shonen Jump, because that is put out here every single week uh, during Golden Week or other weeks like that, they uh, put up special stuff. Okay, that's a. I I think that's an amazing amount of stuff to crank out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, again, I always like to kind of refer back to our our comic book Power Squared, in case you're wondering. Uh, I mean, tw twenty pages like that takes us like three months to get all that together of course we're working on a different schedule but yeah i'm just amazing 20 weeks 20 pages a week would just be amazing yeah it's also it also we have a lot of assistance yeah. yes yeah and uh <laughs> even then it can be exhausting for mangaka but oh yeah we're not, we're not here to talk about uh japanese working condition <laughs> no, no no but it just it's an amazing <laughs> amount of stuff that because you have to have story i mean it's sort of like doing a soap opera yeah because you have to have you know story for an hour every day for five days a week that would be a lot to just have to yeah. Anyway, that's why you probably have well a lot of characters that we can kind of concentrate on one and the, or another. Yeah. Keep the story going. Okay, I was just I didn't want to get off topic. But, but we digress. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just amazed at how much work it takes. Yeah. Uh, so the, and then you talked about the volumes. Yeah. You refer to them as something. Yeah, we uh, Tonko Bond refers to the size okay. of it. Uh, like Jar's holding it up right, right. there. Uh, what a, you... Japanese, a Japanese Tonkoban is a little bit smaller than an American Tonkoban, but still. Uh -huh. So it's yeah. basically the size of a 
slightly bigger than a paper normal paperback. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, as big as a trade paperback. Yeah, there's another size I'm aware of called Bunko Bond, which is a little larger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there. Are, I don't know all the terms for. Okay. I, uh, now I was just collected manga. I'm just trying to help if if yeah. you've, you know if you're watching and don't know what we're talking about at least yeah. you know, <laughs> what what uh, the terms mean. Uh, yes, uh, at this point, I'll, me I'll mention with the story of My Hero Academia, you're up to the beginning of season five. Right. Right. Of the anime. The anime. Yeah. And we're up to which volume of the manga? 27. Yeah. So, how long has this been running? Uh, it's been running since 2014. Wow. And The anime has been running since 2016. Okay. So, pretty quickly, it turned into... Is, I, I mean, is that a common thing? I mean, obviously, it's all a lot of anime seems to come from manga. Yeah, I'm, but I'm sure that's there's not a that. there's a mixture of uh, with anime. There's a mixture of original concepts and uh, adaptations. A lot of them are adaptations of either manga or light novels. But in the case of manga, uh, the turnaround time depends on when the mangaka says yes to an offer. So some go off, some accept it like really early, but that also means there might be more filler mm -hmm. because you're gonna take over the overtake the manga really quickly. Right. That's maybe why they switched more to the season style schedule, like the My Hero Academia. Uh, but some it takes a long time for them to say yes. Like uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure took Hirohiko Rocky over thirty years to finally say yes. Wow. Um. So how how do you know how many episodes they would do in a season normally? Uh, it depends. Yeah. yeah, like the first season of My Hero Academia is thirteen episodes. Wow. But then uh, later seasons, I want to say, are can be like twenty six. Because I mean, I, I've seen some where the season uh, the, the season count was like you know four hundred for the first season. Or <laughs> uh, I mean, they they do crank those out. Yeah. So it's it's a, a way different. I mean, anime is much more mainstream in Japan than it is obviously than it is here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just it just seems like it's more everywhere. Yeah. Here it seems like it's very regimented. Certain you know certain shows, certain times. Yeah. You have to go more out of your way to get it here. Right. Uh, and and manga is is kind of read by everybody, isn't it? Yeah. And they have they have mangas that hit older people, younger people, and yeah, that's reason. why they have different. Uh, that's why, for example, shonen means it's aimed at. Uh, it's aimed young at young boys. Yeah, young boys. Okay, shonen means young yeah. boys. Okay. And seinen. Seinen means it's aimed at older men. Okay. Yeah. So, so like have for example, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, went from a shonen magazine to a. Seinen. Hmm. Things I didn't know. So, um, yeah, so we've been watching the anime for the last five seasons. We're yeah. on season five, so, yeah. yeah. Um, now, how how uh, different is the anime from the manga? The uh, well, it's ma season one. <laughs> okay, yes. hey, there you go. Uh, the anime is actually uh, pretty faithful to the manga. Uh, it might deviate here and there. I'm not quite sure, but uh, there's actually minimal filler. Uh, 
There's also some uh, minor censorship. Yeah, because you know they have their own uh, broadcast standards. Yeah, it, like that for depends example, on the, that depends on the time slot and channel. Okay. Say, so, like for example, the character Midnight. The anime makes it more obvious that she's wearing a bodysuit. Right. Yeah. As opposed to the uh, manga pages where it looks like it's the same color as her skin. Right. Yes, midnight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, do you guys have a favorite character? Uh, well, I guess uh, kind of... Let's see. Favorite character is a little hard. Okay. Because <laughs> I like... There are multiple characters that you like yeah uh for different reasons for like the students uh i guess the main three characters are well done to me uh like midoriya like his uh determination and how he uh gradually figures things out for himself mm -hmm. and uh he goes his uh arc with figuring out how to handle his quirk uh one for all is uh really well written is uh well written like uh he at first thinks he has to for example he first at first thinks he has to focus it all on one point for it to be effective but then he realizes he can uh hurt himself less if he actually spreads it out across his entire body right. or uh he then figures out how to go between that and yeah, I'll do that and then focus it on one point. Okay, so he's he is obviously the focus of the of the series and yeah. the manga and everything. Uh but there as you said, there are other characters. Yeah. Uh like uh Todoroki is a pretty complex character. Right. Uh he has a rough background and has a odd relationship with his uh we have a rocky relationship, I guess, with his uh his dad is uh, Endeavor, who starts off as the number two hero. Mm -hmm. uh, His main power is, seems to be fire. Endeavor's. Yeah, Endeavor's power is fire. Uh, Todoroki uh, can uh, use fire and ice. And uh, the way he uh, uses his power also actually ties in with uh, his relationship with his dad. Right. Because at the first he was trying really hard not to use his fire powers because he didn't want to be anything like his dad. And then uh, Midoriya convinces him that like maybe it's okay to use his fire powers. Right. And so it's not the fact that he's using his powers, it's how he uses his powers. And he, over the course of the series, figures out how to use both of them in tandem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but that's still, uh, he still has a hard time, uh, seeing eye to eye with his dad, even when he, uh, ends up working alongside him. Yeah. His, his, we can talk about his dad later. Yeah. Uh, when he gets to the heroes, not a great father figure. Um, no. And he, at least he knows. It. Yes. Yes. He at least admits it, but anyway. Yeah. So. And then, uh, Bakugo, uh, He's interesting because he's uh, very much a hothead, and he really likes being uh, on top. Mm -hmm. But he, uh, uh, over time, actually uh, learns how to better work 
together with other people, even if he's still explosive. <laughs> very, uh, very angry. Uh, yeah, but he's act- but he also knows what he's talking about. <laughs> part of the dynamic too is that Midori used to look up to him. Yeah, and because he, he didn't have a quirk, and and he did, and he was sort of this. He was kind of following him around in awe of him, and. He wasn't very nice to Midori. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so now that they're kind of, well, Midori's passing him by. It's not really <laughs> yeah. a, he's not a happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any, anything you want to say about that, Trevor? Okay. We're not trying to exclude you. Um, so, so you have the, they're in, basically they're going to a high school. Yeah. UA, which is uh, a hero school, not the hero school. Okay. Uh, There's an arc later where multiple hero schools are fighting each other. Right. For a hero license. I'm always provisional license. I'm always amazed at how much they must spend on building these practice centers for the kids. They destroy like whole city blocks and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Being a superhero is a really messy, you know. job um so there are heroes that have powers yes all might starts off as sort of he's kind of i would say the superman of this yeah you know he's mr clean cut the symbol of peace yeah and uh you know it's what was his little catchphrase uh i am here i am here yeah (laughs) it's more like i am here (laughs) so that was i mean (laughs) Real and, and I also like again his voice gets deeper or whatever. I mean, he's yeah. got a different voice than the, than the regular guy does. Um, so he starts off as the main hero, yeah. but his powers he's been major hurt, yeah, and he's losing his powers, yeah. And he gives them to Midori, yeah. Via, uh, Midoriya inherits his quirk, uh, and actually part of. Uh, one for all is that it can be inherited by multiple people and it grows more powerful each time someone uh, each time it's passed down okay and people add on to it now is it sort of just a catch-all power or is it what's the main part of it uh well its main uh ability is uh super strength uh but where it's going in season five is they're hinting they're and where it already touched in the manga is uh, hinting at uh, a hidden depth to the power. Right. Um, so uh, Midoriya has has inherited... They kind of have it at the same time, don't they? Uh, yeah. Midoriya basically gets to have it at full power even though his body can't completely handle it yet. Right. Uh, because of how All Might was injured while battling uh, All for One, uh, he is. Uh, it's just the well, flame is just kind of fading for him. Right. Uh, uh, Sub ability of One for All is the ability to pass it on to someone else if they desire. Right. Yeah. So you got. All for one and one for all, right? Yeah. yeah. So the opposite, just the wording's different. Yeah. Um, and so can uh, the villains do the same thing? Uh, 
No. Okay. The only other way for someone to inherit a quirk is a reproduction. <laughs> okay. Um, it seems like sometimes, you know, Midoriya's sort of, you know, basic kid. Yeah. Uh, 15-year-old, right? Yeah. Uh, but then some of the some of them are their whole body gets they get mutated basically by their power yeah um do you want to talk about that at all uh well the reason that happens is more uh the genetic lottery and that also the you know just random yeah and uh ran getting a random ability or whatever from whatever circumstance uh also inf can influence how powerful the quirk is like some people uh have quirks that aren't too powerful so they can't really do anything or it's enough to uh, make part of their lives more convenient uh so it i guess it just comes down to luck what kind of quirk you obtain right. uh some people who become who choose to become heroes have well one their quirk uh is suited for hero work or their quirk uh, is used creatively enough that they can be effective as a hero. Mm -hmm. And there's hero rankings. Right. And uh, usually people with really powerful quirks like uh, Endeavor or Hawks mm -hmm. is introduced later uh, rise up really quickly in the rankings because they're quirk also lets them effectively uh save people now we were talking earlier about one punch man yeah there's sort of a hero ranking in there too yeah but, but it's a different it's letter ranking isn't it or something like that yeah versus one two three four yeah uh it's, i just find it interesting that it must be a lot uh, i don't think we have that kind of in dc marvel world there's not that kind of ranking so much right the closest equivalent is like saying this character is an a-list character because they're not obscure right <laughs> or this character is a z-list character because they're super obscure and the only way you're going to see them is in a comic like deadpool <laughs> right <laughs> well yes yeah, deadpool interacts with a lot of z-list characters right. <laughs> <laughs> probably cheap to, cheap to get um so, yeah. Um, so, in addition to the manga and the anime series, there's been some movies. Yes. And where are those kind of placed? Uh, okay, the first movie, Two Heroes. <laughs> Which uh, Trevor's holding up. Yes, is placed between the final exam and forest training camp arcs. Okay. I want to say... Uh, sidebar in Japan, they have multiple final exams in a year. It's a different, uh, whole different structure of schools. Yeah. Anyway, uh, for that one, they actually even had a filler episode dedicated to setting up the uh, background and themes of the movie. Uh, as part of the premise is that uh, when All Might was in America, he had a sidekick named David Shield. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie deals with the fact that uh, All Might's power is fading. And of course, only a few people at the time know that, including Shields. Uh, so uh, David Shields is trying to help All Might uh, regain his power. Uh, and then there's another villain who is... Uh, there's a villain uh, who is trying to take advantage of the situation to 
tech out all night. And uh, this movie takes place on an island. I remember that. Yes. So it's sort of separate from the rest of the... Yeah, it's a convenient way to isolate it from the rest of the story. <laughs> right. And uh, so, that, okay, so there's that movie, and then there's a second movie. Yeah, Heroes Rising. Which Trevor's also showing. Yes. We have a lot of Blu-rays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it takes place after a part of the story that hasn't been animated yet. Okay. But it was after a part that was uh, published in the manga. So uh, it's, it's interesting that they decided to do that. But anyway, uh, that also takes place on an island. Huh. Uh, Class 1A is filling in for the island's uh, guardian hero until they can designate a new guardian hero and uh a group of villains led by nine mm -hmm. are trying to uh capture uh uh this boy who has a particular quirk that they're after right yeah the the villains tend to have a lot of uh masks and yeah uh, take I guess that makes them mysterious. Right, and they seem to take more horrific shapes. Yeah. When they really mutate it. Yeah. Yeah. What was interesting about uh they both I liked both of the movies. Uh Heroes Rising was probably done better. It was also this like beautifully animated climax. Uh in the where uh Midoriya and Bakugo are up against nine. Uh who has nine quirks, even though we don't see all nine of them. Uh, you gotta see something back from the sequel. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway. Uh, Making something up. Uh, what was interesting is that that movie gave them a way, using, used nine to give them a way of fighting all for one without actually fighting all for one. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it was... I thought it was well written and animated. Okay. Uh, and uh, the climax of Heroes Rising, uh, Horikoshi actually said that he wanted to, because they wanted to he wanted to top the ending of Two Heroes. He ended up using a concept that he had originally planned to use for the ending of the manga. Uh, not gonna say what it is, because mm -hmm. it's spoilers, but, uh, now he has to come up with something else. <laughs> so, uh... And they're still working on a third movie, because he wasn't, he wasn't sure he was, they were gonna do that at first, because he wasn't sure how he was gonna top the ending of the second movie, but I guess there, he must have figured something <laughs> Is there, I know that sometimes the uh, mangaka kind of plans on when it's going to end like one piece is sort of planned ahead it's going yeah. to end at a certain point is, is that has that been determined yet for my hero academia uh not 100 percent certain but there was a hint that if it hasn't already it was going to enter its final arc soon which again could last it could still last years <laughs> yes, okay. like uh one piece uh, they're gonna end it's supposed to end within maybe four or five years okay uh but that's the the final arc is probably going to last four years well quite a different way of doing things i guess yeah 
Well, they finally reached the one piece, though. <laughs> That's <had> better. <laughs> um, so, they're heroes, and they're, they're students trying to become heroes. Yeah. And then there are also the villains we've kind of touched a little bit on. Yeah. Um, so, I find them the villains to be really creepy. Yes. Uh, and the one that's now in the anime series, Dobby, yeah. is... I mean, it looks to me like he's stitched together or stapled other people's skin on him or something, or he's burned or whatever, yeah. but it's just really creepy. <laughs> it's like kind of the well, I guess they're the villains. They're supposed to look creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. And uh, Toga, uh, is a girl who is just way, way too into it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of her. No. no. Then you have Twice, who kind of looks like Deadpool. And kind of acts like Deadpool. <laughs> Minus the uh, fourth wall breaks. Uh, you know, it's... You always, when you see the villains, it's like, oh, God, what horrific thing are they going to do to these kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's very effective, too. Yeah. I mean, because you're like, wow, you just have no idea what they're what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... What's uh, actually interesting about the villains is that, uh, at least for the League of Villains, who are sort of the main ones that uh, the series follows, uh, there's an entire arc, uh, I guess you could call that my villain academia, Okay. <laughs> uh, that uh, actually focuses on them and fleshes them out as people. Mm -hmm. So you end up actually... Uh, Unlike before, you end up actually getting attached to them. Okay. Because they actually go through uh, some uh, interesting character development of their own. Uh, like, for example, uh, Twice uh, got flushed out really well. And uh, you also learn uh, Shigaraki's uh, tragic backstory. And he's... Which one is he? Shigaraki he's is... the guy with the okay. hand on his face. Just trying, <laughs> yeah, just trying um, to make sure... Yeah, people know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's he's like one of the, it was like the first creepy villain for me. It's like, what's this guy's got? Like, and it's not like his hand connected to his arm. It's just a hand. Yeah. Hang on to this. And what is his quirk? Uh, he I forget the name of his quirk, but he can basically uh, disintegrate anything he touches. Yeah. See, that's kind of freaky. Like it'll just poof. <laughs> and and so you kind of understand the heroes are out there to you know save humanity and the world what yeah. are the villains out to do uh well stain the hero killer uh his uh plan was to uh end the current regime of heroes because he didn't like uh he didn't like how things were going mm -hmm. uh and he thought that the current age of heroes was uh people who are not the same as the previous age of heroes weren't worthy yeah they were he didn't yeah he doesn't think they're worthy of being called heroes so he wanted to dismantle the system okay and uh so stain ends up having a ripple effect on all the other villains so a lot of them were influenced by stain's words or uh, there's another group of villains that's going to be introduced in the anime 
later, I want to say, uh, who have their, whose uh, motivations revolve around the idea of quirks. Okay. Because um, wasn't there a, one of the plot lines was that they could take away heroes' quirks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all for one has the capability of doing that. He also can give people quirks. Right. Okay. So he can do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's actually where One for All came from. All right. Uh, so what other interactions have you guys had with this uh, series? Series. Well, there's Comic-Con. Yes. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about Comic-Con. Because that, uh, that was part of the, I'll say, Viz Riots. <laughs> Okay, so the cool stuff is at a Comic-Con they had some ex some cool exclusives. Like a uh, just an alternate version of Volume 1 uh, drawn by Horikoshi himself. Also these uh, Bongo replicas. Yes. Right. Like we got one of Midoriya punching out Stain. And uh, there are a couple... More that uh, involved the villain overhaul. Yes. Okay. Suitable for framing. Yes. Um. So, was My Hero Academia behind the big couple years ago? There was. Viz was having a signing. Yes, they were having a sign. They announced a signing with uh, Kohei Horikoshi, and they handled it very poorly. <laughs> if like the. The ticket drawing was on the floor. That was their first mistake. <laughs> if you've ever been to Comic Con or you haven't been, uh, it's sort of like you have to—you're like a shark. You have to keep moving or or die. Yeah. Uh, they don't like people standing <laughs> around. Um, Sometimes it's like swimming. It's all—it can feel like you're swimming upstream. <laughs> right. But they—they they want you to keep moving. Don't, you're not supposed to stay in one place with you know. And the problem with the Viz thing was. You know, line up. We're not going to tell you where or when, but be around. But don't be around. And there, there was just a ton of people in one spot at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know what the deal was exactly with that. But I did end up reading comments later from my Hero Academia fans who were, like, disappointed because there were people who waited uh, from, like, the crack of dawn to get in to get the uh thing for the horikoshi signing and then oops i wasn't able, you weren't able to get it this other person who came in way later was able to yeah. get it because they also made it a first come first serve instead of doing what they did with uh what konami did with kazuki takahashi which was the by far the coolest interaction i've had with a with a big name person at a con uh yes. They actually did that in the sales pavilion, and it was a random drawing. So even if you showed up early, you weren't guaranteed to get it. Right. That might suck for some people, but it was a fairer system than, and led to less chaos, and there was no rioting compared to uh, getting Kohei Horikoshi's autograph. Right. Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know, Kazuki Takahashi is the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. <laughs> right, you guys got to actually meet him. And, yeah. And hanging in, in one of the rooms is a uh, signed... Yeah, hard work to you from him. Yes, each of you. That was pretty cool for you. We, we somehow both managed to get one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we managed. <laughs> there was four of us going through the ticket drawing. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so that was really cool. Yeah. But so for the Kohei Horikoshi thing. Yeah. 
uh, uh, actually, the swarming actually got so bad that they threatened to shut down the convention because it would have been a fire hazard. Right. And uh, the pop, the explosive popularity of My Hero Academia also made it really hard to get into the Viz booth to get uh, My Hero Academia exclusive right. themed exclusives. So they sell it really quickly. Yeah, uh, we were able to do it uh, through this one weird tip or one weird trick, but uh, we're not going to break the magician's code on that. Right. So that's we'll go with this to our graves. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so is there anything else you want to talk about with? Academia? Uh, I think we covered a lot of it. Unless Taurus, anything he wants to talk about? Uh, I'm sure, uh, aside from the fact that uh, probably something to clarify is that when we were referring to the anime, we are referring to the english version not the japanese version which had already aired yeah we uh were uh pretty much dub only people so we have uh, been watching we were watching the dub through the toonami broadcast how far behind is the toonami to the uh a few weeks okay so it's pretty they're still they're still the same season basically we're watching yeah. okay um so I like to bring everything back since this is called on the air with Power Squared to Power Squared. Has yes. has there been any influence from my Hero Academia? Uh, maybe not any uh, direct influence, um, but there are some at least uh, superficial similarities. Yeah, like uh, much like Midoriya has a mentor figure in All Might uh, in Power Squared, Marty and Eli have that mentor figure in Mocha. Right. Who. Also, was the person who, much like All Might and Midoriya, was the person who granted them their powers. Right. Which was written before we knew anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, it also takes place at a school. It takes place at a community college versus a high school. Yeah. And instead of learning, uh, they're going to school to learn their more about their powers, they're kind of going to school to keep people from knowing they have these powers. It's a little, a little different yeah vibe um and they don't uh again one of the things i like about our characters is they don't change into outfits when they are called upon to do something yeah uh which now the the co i'll say costumes or outfits or uniforms whatever these however you want to call it the yeah. superheroes wear in my hero academia kind of enhance their powers right yeah um and even the students have uh, costumes and they can modify them during, have them modified during the school year to better fit uh, where they are with how they handle their quirks. And one of the, one of the students quirk is being able to do that, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. Hatsume, uh, her ability gives her a super eyesight. Yeah. Uh, so she can see things really up close, which helps uh, with her being in the support course because she really likes uh, making support items for the other students and heroes. Uh, so her quirk uh, makes her job easier. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so. Uh, uh, for uh, my 
Hair Academia. Yeah. Uh, gonna bring uh, the closest American equivalent to My Hero Academia would be the movie Sky High. Right. Yeah, it's actually funny how many similarities there are. Right. Like, uh, the main character is even at least seemingly court, uh, powerless. (laughs) And he has, uh... He's waiting for his thing to come out. Yeah. Right. And, uh, there's even, uh... And his father is basically all night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's even a there's even a saving citizens exercise. Right. And and a teacher with a voice based quirk yeah. <laughs> for power. <laughs> so I would also I would also recommend watching Sky. <laughs> yeah, that's, that that's, movie actually holds up really well. Actually, very funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've kind of covered it. Yeah. Uh, and also, I just re- remind people, if you're watching this, we have a new issue of Power Squared Out. Yes. Issue number 11, What's in a Name, Part 2, which means you probably want to get issue number 10 as yes. well. And it's available uh, at in print and digital at, on different platforms. And you can find all of them at powersquaredcomicbook.com and just go to the campus store. Right. All right. So until next week, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. I'm Trevor Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared.